So day after day, you know, we get economic news. None of it is good. We get the interest rate hike news yesterday and then a report from Food Banks Canada, which reveals, I think, some pretty sobering numbers, but numbers we are going to be seeing for, sadly, I think, a long time to come. But it talks to the number of people using food banks across this country, surging to an all-time high this year. Certainly the high inflation and uh, social assistant rates are cited as key factors. But you look at the numbers, nearly 1.5 million people visited food banks in just March. In just March, which is 15% higher than the number of visits in the same month the year before. And that's 35% higher than visits in March 2019 before the pandemic. And so, you know, the food, the report sits, says around 500,000 food bank clients. And this, I think, is the most alarming of the stats we find out. Half a million of food bank clients, one third, are children who are missing meals and going hungry. We're talking 20% of this country's population. Richard Matern is, re- uh, is the research director for Food Banks Canada and the author of this report. He joins us now. Thanks for joining us, Richard. Thank you for having me. I mean, sadly, uh, food banks have been making a lot of news lately, and it is for this, you know, this trend that we are seeing where we're getting more and more people who are reliant, not just those on fixed incomes, not those on disabilities, uh, you know, assistance, but we're talking about renters, students. And so when I see, you know, half a million kids make up 20% of the use, that, that to me, I think is a real eye-opener. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it shows what happens when... Um People are dealing with numerous expenses, whether they're working or whether they're on fixed incomes. When you have more than 50% of your income going to rent, and as many families with children do, um, who are low income, and then any mm-hmm. sudden changes in your grocery budget, you'll feel it most acutely. So that that is a big part of what we're seeing, especially in the larger urban centers where we tend to see the larger families with children. So yeah, it is it is shocking. Yeah, I mean, I know in a city like Toronto, we've talked to uh, different food banks, um, you know, you, you run independently. So Food Banks Canada is one organization, but there's there are a number of different food banks. So they're not all uniform uh, or universal, but they're all experience the same thing, which is this record surge of people coming in, new clients, clients that used to be giving to them are now using these food banks. And so the question becomes, like, how long is this sustainable? Um, where, you know, you've got enough food. And the other thing I'd be curious about, Richard, is have food banks had to change what kind of food staples they're giving out? I mean, I would think baby formula, diapers, uh, milks, vegetables, all those things are so, so expensive. So are food banks having to alter what they are giving out in, in, in packages to people? Well, food banks are they're trying very hard to meet the dietary needs of their clients. Um, and that includes a lot of fresh and perishable foods uh, yeah. and also things that like you mentioned, like baby formula and uh, foods for children. But what many have had to do is purchase a lot more than they used to. So what many people don't realize is that a big part of the food bank's inventory is from purchased food. So they have to buy, buy food uh, in bulk and in, in large quantities in order to make up for donations they might not be receiving. So that's happened. To, that's having to occur more in the last year or two than it ever, ever has before, where purchased food is now pretty much almost mm-hmm. the largest, if not the largest portion of the food bank's budget. What have the um, local and, and certainly all three levels of government have spoken about this? Um, but what are they doing uh, to get food banks through this time? Because it's not just the inflation. Um, food costs are just 
astronomical right now. They seem to be the outlier story of this, where you've got, you know, interest rates going up, you've got inflation kind of easing, a recession on the way, and then you've got like another category for food costs, which are just in this own category. Um, what are the governments saying as to what they are going, I think, ultimately going to have to do to get food banks through this period? Well, there's uh, in the past, uh, we, we received support from government, of course, in the last couple of years, which was extremely appreciated because in many cases, it's what kept the doors open mm -hmm. and, and kept uh, them being able to serve clients throughout this time. What uh, ultimately is, is we're looking for now is some significant changes to the income security programs in our in our country. So a big part of that. So you're talking about ODSP for. and those programs. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we're looking yeah. at, a, you know, we have the minimum income floor that we were, uh, we're advocating for in the port report. We have a form of it for seniors where we, we can build on it for families with children. But right now we don't have anything for working age adults. And that includes people with disabilities. And so that is one of the key things and one of the planks that we're asking for, in addition to, you know, addressing these rapidly rising costs of living, is we need to really bring people up. Because even before this inflation happened, you were having people really struggling yeah. and disability rates that had fallen behind compared to 30 years ago. So mm -hmm. um, there's some essential work that needs to be done um, in like immediately in order to address some of those disparities. And then inflation, absolutely, that has to be addressed as well. Well, the ODSP situation uh, is one of those programs that you think, why is it taking so long to them to fix a program that has been so badly broken for so many years? And it's, you know, when we start to hear headlines, Richard, that people with disabilities or even low income are turning to maid services um, because they just want to end their life because they can't get by, then I think that speaks to an enormous failure as a society because, you know, that's not what those services are supposed to be for. This is, I don't think, going to be going away. This is not like some blip where food banks are all of a sudden going to get through maybe be a couple of months in the winter and it's going to get better. How long, and have you got the data to suggest how long the record use is going to go on and, and how long it is sustainable currently as, as things are set up now? So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, things had, and we showed in the report, even after March, when we showed the record use in March, the evidence is that things are continuing to trend upwards. Uh, as for sustainability, we don't know. We, uh, fortunately, the um, I think people are, are coming through and supporting their local food banks as much as possible, but we uh, we're we can only look beyond, uh, you know, we can't look too much farther than three to six months from now, and, and it's mm -hmm. unknown, especially with a looming recession on the horizon. So we're seeing right. these rates of, in, in light of what we see as record low unemployment rates. So um, we don't know. I mean, that's the, we're in uncharted territory now. So would you call this a crisis? Absolutely, at this point. Um, and if we have to look at what we really need to do to address, you know, the, the, the dual strategy, really get uh, some some momentum going about uh, those minimum income floors, addressing affordable housing um, and, and some real we have to really speed up these EI reforms as we're seeing a lot of the working poor, um, many precarious gig workers. We need to expand our EI program to encompass them as well. Yeah, sadly, none of those things are actually being spoken about and uh, will take some time mm. to do. And the need is immediate, as you know. Um, so getting government to move quickly on anything is is sadly not uh, generally a reality. And what can people, I mean, people, regardless of whether they're having to cut back on other things, do want to help. And I know people kind of think, well, I'll just put some cans of food in. Is it at this point you just want money? 
Well, we're looking whatever people can offer. So yeah. uh, any donations go to the local food bank, lo looking at donations of food or money or time. I mean, volunteers are always appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's a key thing. But at the same time, what people can do is, is look at um, our, our report, look at our recommendations and contact their local MP and MPP and ask them what are they doing to implement these recommendations or at least change the yeah. situation. Well, you look at the numbers now and what we're heading into, and they're just going to continue to go up and up. And certainly when you hear about these kids uh, going to school hungry or not getting a meal, is uh, it's it's... That is what's shocking. Very much appreciate it, Richard. We will keep talking about it. Thank you very much. That is uh, Richard Matern, who is part of the uh, author of this particular report coming out. Look, it's it's saddening. It's saddening. I'm not shocked by it, sadly, but this is the new reality. So I think this is going to be a headline we are seeing for some time, um, given the pressures uh, of the inflation and uh, cost of living that is going up.